When our kids were little, we quickly realized that if we're going to go on a road trip as a family, if we're going to drive any significant amount of distance, the most important thing that we could do was be on the lookout for that big blue sign that said, rest area ahead. Parents, you know how important that sign is because little kids don't tell you that they need to use the rest area until they need to use the rest area. There's, there's no warning. You look in the back seat and they're doing the potty dance and you're out of time. And so we learned to look for that rest area ahead sign. And we learned that the best thing we could do was occasionally just stop. Whether anyone had said they needed the rest area or not, we would just pull off and stop. And of course, Mom and dad, we'd be like, okay, we're all going to get out of the car and we're all going to go and use the rest area. And the kids would be in the back seat like, we don't need to, right? But we knew best, mom and dad, we knew best. Everyone's getting out of the car. Everyone's going to use the rest area because many a family trip has been ruined because you didn't stop and use the rest area. So God's a really good father and he actually builds rest areas into our lives. And he knows that we're like little kids and we like to just keep on cruising down the highway at 80 miles an hour going, we don't need to stop, we're fine, just, just keep on going. But God knows that we need to rest. And so he created these rest areas where he says, you're gonna pull over, you're gonna pull off the highway and you're gonna take a break. As we continue to journey through the Ten Commandments today, we're going to look at the Fourth Commandment where God says, I built these rest areas for you. I built space in your life for you to rest and to recharge. And some of you really need to take a break. So if you've got a Bible with you, get it out, turn it on. We're going to be in Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. And while you're turning there, let me remind you a little bit about just what's going on in the world at the time that the Ten Commandments are given. And maybe you're just jumping in with us first time today in this series. We're so glad that you're with us. Here's what's happening in the world. There is a nation of people who are called the Israelites. The Israelites for the last 400 years have been slaves in Egypt. And so all they've known is 24-7, day and night, work, work, work. They've created all kinds of things, but things that they don't even get to enjoy because the Egyptians take those things from them. But after 400 years, God comes in and he miraculously rescues his people. He pulls them out of Egypt. And so now they're in the Sinai desert and they're, they're kind of just waiting to see what's going to happen next. They have this leader, a guy named Moses. And Moses talks to God. He prays to God and he, and he hears from God and they're waiting to hear from God their next instructions. And they're believing that God is going to take them to this place called the promised land, which just sounds awesome. And life there is going to be great. And so they're waiting in the wilderness. They're waiting in the desert. And it's, it's fair to say that they're tired. Maybe they're even a little bit cranky these Israelites. They're not just coming off a bad day. They're coming off a bad 400 years where all life has been is work, 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 sweat, toil, work, work. And I'm reminding us of that because what God is about to say is revolutionary. The idea that God would say, take a break is 
It's unheard of, it's unfathomable for people who all they know is work, all they know is to be busy. And maybe even for us, the idea that we would set aside time, that we would have time to even set aside to rest, might feel laughable. But listen to this, listen to God's fourth commandment in Exodus chapter 20, starting in verse 8. Here's what God says. He says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter nor your male or female servants or your animals nor any foreigner residing in your towns. Basically nobody, right? He says, for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So it's, it's a pretty simple idea, right? Every seven days, they're going to take one day and they're just going to rest. They're going to have this Sabbath, this, this period of rest. It sounds pretty simple. But I think it might be actually the hardest commandment to follow. I think for me, this might be the hardest commandment to abide by. Why? Because we are so busy. And the idea of setting aside time just to rest, it it seems crazy. And to set aside an entire day every week? Like, I don't have time for that. How about you? Especially if maybe you're a new parent, you're chasing kids around, or maybe you're a single parent. Maybe you just started a new job. Maybe you're trying to get a business up and running. Maybe you're a student and you're studying so hard, you're trying to get good grades so you can get into that good school. Maybe you're getting close to retirement. You're just working really hard to get there. Maybe you're just trying to get through the pandemic. Whatever it is, like we're just crazy busy, right? We don't have time to to rest. And so if you're like me, you, you read this, you hear this, and the, the skepticism starts to kind of surface, right? I hear you. You're thinking, all right, here we go. He's going to tell me that I'm supposed to carve out all this time just to rest and do nothing, and, and I don't have that kind of time. And so right now, you're thinking about changing the channel. I'm going to go find somebody else to listen to, right? Please don't. Please stick with me just for a minute. And over these next couple of minutes, let's explore what God actually says about the Sabbath. Let's look at the text. Let's look at the passage and see what God actually has to say about this idea that he has created space for us to rest. Look at this. Go back to, go back to the passage. Go back to that last part of, of that verse with me for just a second. It says, it says, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day. Now, if we miss this, we we might miss everything. He says, the Lord blessed this day. What does it mean that he blessed? Sounds like a really churchy word. What does that mean? The word blessed means to celebrate. It means that God calls this Sabbath day something good, something worth getting excited about, something to celebrate. So here's what we're not doing. We're not adding another thing 
that you have to do. This isn't another to-do item. This isn't a burden to put on your calendar. This is something good. It's something, in fact, so good that God celebrates the idea of rest and a Sabbath. The other word that he gives us, he says, this is a day that is holy. And for something to be holy, it literally means to be set apart. It means to be different. Moses is writing and he's saying there's something about this Sabbath day that is different. God wants us to have time and space that is different than the rest of our week. He wants us to carve out this time that doesn't look the same as every other day. He doesn't want us to wake up every day and day by day by day over and over and over and over and over and over. The same pattern. He wants interruption for that. He wants refreshment. He wants something fun and something new. That is what God has designed for us. Not burden. So please understand this as we, as we jump in. Please know this about the Sabbath. The Sabbath is a gift. More than it is a rule. The Sabbath is a gift that our good Heavenly Father has given to His children, a day of rest. So here's what can't happen. You can't walk away from this today and go, oh, another thing that I have to do. Another thing that I've failed at. Another thing that I've fallen short on. And feel bad about this. It's, it's not like that. It's not a burden. It's a gift. This Sabbath is meant to give us life. To build us up, it's not meant to be something that would wear us down. Step into the shoes of the Israelites. For 400 years, for more than 20 generations, all their people have known is work. 24-7, day and night, work, 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 work. So when God tells them, hey, I want you to take a day every week. I want you to take an entire day and I want you to rest. Do you think they heard that as burden or as a gift? A gift, right? Of course, a gift. A gift that this good God has given us. A gift from a good father given to his children, not another burden to go on your schedule. So why does God think that we need a Sabbath day? Why does God say we're going to pull over, we're going to pull into the rest area, we're going to take a break when we're in the back seat like kids going, we don't need to stop, we're fine. Why does God say, no, we're going we're gonna to pull over, we're going to take a break. Well, go back to the text with me for a minute and look at why. He tells us why you and I need a Sabbath. He gives us a couple of reasons. Start in verse 9. He says, Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord. Circle the word to in your Bible. Highlight it, underline it. To the Lord your God. That phrase, to the Lord your God, is so important. Please understand this about the Sabbath. The primary reason for the Sabbath is worship. Secondary is rest. 
And see, I think we get this backwards. And so what happens is we go, oh, it's a day of rest. I don't need rest. I'm fine. I, I, I can just keep going. Our reaction is just to say we don't really need rest. But the first reason for the Sabbath, it's, it's actually worship. It's actually not about you or me. This day is about God. God is saying you need a regular rhythm in your life where you just connect with me. And it's funny because we're so addicted to rules and structure that when people have conversations about the Sabbath, it typically goes like this. Tell me what I can't do. Tell me what I'm not allowed to do on the Sabbath. Okay, can I mow my lawn? Can I paint my house? Can I read a book? Can I do yard work? Can I, can I go shopping? Can I run errands? Can I fix dinner? Like, tell me what I can do. Tell me what I'm allowed to do, and God will still be happy with me. And God is like, give me a break. The whole point of this day is not more rules. He says it's that you would spend time with me, that you would worship me, that you would enjoy me. See, you've made the Sabbath all about you, but he goes, it's not, it's it's about me because I'm God. So the Jews historically celebrate their Sabbath from Friday night to Saturday night, Friday evening to Saturday evening. We've changed that in our culture. We celebrate, traditionally celebrate our Sabbath on Sunday because we celebrate the resurrection of Christ. But what did they do on their Sabbath from Friday night to Saturday night? What did they do? Well, yeah, they rested, but they worshiped. They worshiped God. See, the whole point of the Sabbath is not to say, you know, don't trim your hedges or wash your car on Sunday. No, 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 it's about, it's about God. Do you have time and space in your schedule, in your regular routine, not sporadic, in your regular pattern and routine? Do you have time to worship God? And by worship, I don't just mean come to church and sing songs. Yes, that's, that could be part of it, but zoom out bigger than that. Do you have space in your schedule just to enjoy God? And I know for some of us, myself included, that, I don't know, that can sound a little like ethereal. Like, just enjoy God. Give me a break. I don't even have time to do the things I need to do. How do I have time to enjoy God? Like, what does that even mean? What would that even look like? But listen to this. I dropped this passage in your app. Listen to this. Isaiah 58, verse 13. God speaking. He says, if you will keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath, And from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's day honorable, then you will find your joy in the Lord. God is actually so bold as to say, if you will find time to be with me, to worship me, to enjoy me, if you will create that space in your life, then you will delight in me and you will grow closer to me and you will actually increase in your joy, in your happiness. And it's so funny because we choose these little human-sized pleasures of busyness over just delighting in God. I mean, I, I certainly choose busyness often. I mistake activity for achievement. 
just being busy. And I, something I've asked myself over the years and I've had to keep asking myself, maybe it'll help you. Is your busyness, is it getting you closer to God? And if you can answer that question and say yes, then good for you. Great. But I think there's something here about God saying there's a rest area. I put a rest area in your life. I put that into place so that you would find time to come and recharge. That you would find time to come and to connect with me. And honestly, it's not about you. It's about God. He says, this is my Sabbath day. It belongs to me. Do you have time to worship him? Do you have time to serve him? Do you have time to talk to him? Do you make time to read your Bible and just listen? Do you make time to be a part of some small group where you can talk about God, to be engaged in things about God? I mean, maybe, maybe you don't think you need those things. See, we've made the Sabbath all about us, but actually it's not about us. It's about God. It's first about worshiping God, about this wonderful and holy and magnificent God. Maybe for you, you need to put on the blinker and maybe you need to make your way toward that rest area. Maybe it's been a while since you reconnected with God and you made it a priority to spend time with Him in your regular rhythms, in your routine. Now I told you there's a second reason for the Sabbath and that reason is rest. Moses points to the fact that God created the world in six days and he rested on the seventh. And he's talking about a story that happens in Genesis 2 where God has just created the world. Listen to what it says. Genesis 2.2 says, By the seventh day, God had finished the work that he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And this is really cool. The word that he uses there. This word rest, you know what it means? It means to stop. It means that simply to Stop. God stopped. When's the last time you just stopped? Stopped what? Stopped everything. No emails, no texts, no social media, no DIY, no running errands, no yard work. You just stopped. It's uncomfortable, isn't it? We're not used to it. We go, I don't have time for that. But God stopped. God rested. Is it fair to say that God has a lot of responsibility? Is it fair to say that God has more on his plate than you and I do? He's got responsibility for more things than we do? Yeah, I think that's fair, right? But God stops. God rests. 
If we flip over to the New Testament, you can turn there if you want, Mark chapter 6. Jesus and his disciples are preaching the gospel. They have been so busy, and they're healing people. And the sick people just keep coming and coming and coming and coming. And there's always something to do. There's, there's always one more person that could use their help. But listen to this. Listen to what happens. Watch what Jesus does. Mark 6, verse 30. It says, The apostles gathered around Jesus, and they reported to him all they had done and taught. And because so many people were coming and going, they didn't even have a chance to eat. And so Jesus says to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. God seemed to know that we would need rest. That we would need to to turn off, that we would need to, to recharge. And most of us kick and scream and fight against that. We go, we don't need to rest. We don't need to recharge. We can keep going. But if God, who has authority over all things, chooses to rest, is it fair to say that maybe you and I should rest? If Jesus, who when he was on earth, had the authority and opportunity to heal people of everything. And there was always one more person coming. The line was always getting longer. And yet he says, okay, that's enough for today. And he goes to get some rest. Is it fair to say that probably you and I need rest? That we need to stop? So do you have a stop day? A rest day, a stop day? Do you have a stop half day? Do you have like a stop hour? Some space where you say, I don't need to be doing something right now. I don't need to be producing something right now. I can just be. When God made you, he knew that you needed rest, and he knew that you would try and run 100 miles an hour, and we'd try and do it seven days a week, 52 weeks a year, and God is going, you don't need to do that. You don't need to live like that. And so on a regular basis, I want you to pull over. I've created a rest area for you. I want you to pull over and take a break. And I know you think that you don't need to. He says, but we're going to stop anyways. Like a good father, he says, we're going to stop anyways. You need to take a break. But here's, here's sort of the rub is when we start to ask the question, how? How do we take a Sabbath? How do we remember the Sabbath? And here's the deal. I'm not actually going to tell you exactly how because we have gotten way too legalistic on this. And so if I give you, you know, three points of what to do, we're all just going to default to being legalistic about it. We're legalistic about it in our lives. We're judgmental of our neighbors. You should see my neighbor. He's working on his car in the driveway on Sundays. Give me a break. That is not what God designed this for. That is not the point. But how do we use our time to worship God, to rest, and to recharge? So I think we probably, each of us probably falls into one of two categories. When we hear the word Sabbath, this idea of rest, we probably fall into one or two categories, one of two categories that will relate to us. One is this idea that we go, I don't need rest. I don't have time to rest. Like, I'll rest when I die, man. 
Like, I get that. You're chasing kids, four kids around. You're working two jobs to pay the bills. You don't have time to rest. You don't even want to rest. I hear that. The other category is people who are going, oh my gosh, I need a break. I need rest. I am at the end of my rope. I need to reconnect with God. I am exhausted. See, I actually think that the Sabbath speaks to both of those categories. Write down Psalm 46.10. See, for this first person who thinks the idea of, of resting, of reconnecting with God is a pipe dream. Honestly, so, so I get that. I mean, just confession, I, this is so hard for me. I like to be busy. I find value in being busy. I want to produce something. I need to be able to show you what I've done, what I've accomplished. This is really hard for me. If someone says, hey, what'd you do this weekend? I want to be able to give you an answer. I painted my deck. I remodeled my bathroom. I went for a hike. Whatever it is, I need to be able to show something for my time. I want to be busy. COVID has driven me crazy because we all have idle time on our hands and we can't produce the way that we could a few months ago. And, and that's been really hard for me. And I feel like a failure in that. Maybe Maybe you're kind of like that. Maybe you're like me. We're busyness. You thrive on busyness. So you and I have to walk into this and we have to go, this is going to be really hard. I want to follow what God wants me to do, but this is going to be really hard because we're busy. You know, honestly, on the week that I preach about the Sabbath, on the week that I talk to you about rest, this is what my week looked like. Monday night, my wife had a PTA meeting. Tuesday night was tailgate worship. Wednesday night, we both had meetings. We barely crossed paths long enough to make sure our kids got dinner. Thursday night, we were filming stuff at the church. Friday night, we had a social commitment. I get it. I get this. I'm on the same journey that you are. But listen to this challenge. Psalm 46, verse 10. God says to us, be still. Be still and know that I am God. You got to slow down. You have to. You're going to crash and burn. Take it from a guy who's crashed and burned. You got to slow down. God gives us these Ten Commandments to protect us. They're like guardrails on this highway because... You're tired. You haven't reconnected with God. You've been so busy and, my friend, you're going to crash. But God says you don't, you don't have to. See, there's this rest area and you can pull in and you can stop. And I know you don't think that you need to and I know you don't think that you have time to. But you got to. You can be still and trust that he is God, which means that you're not. You don't have to be because he is. You can be still. You can rest. You can recharge. You can reconnect with God. You can worship him. For some of you that live and die by a calendar, here's what it might mean. You might have to schedule it. You might have to open up your calendar and put some time in there that just says, be still. 
Because you live and die by that thing and, and you'll follow it if you put it in there. But you ought to prioritize it. Be still. I don't have to produce anything. I don't have to invent stuff to do. I can just be. And this is where it gets really hard. If we're just honest right now, this is where following Jesus gets hard. When it challenges us that to be obedient, to listen to God's plan for my life, I might have to make some changes. This is where it gets hard. Because to have time to be still, to have time to rest and recharge, means that I might have to stop doing something that I'm doing now. And that's hard. It means that I might have to say no to something. And that's really hard. It means that I might have to tell my kids no to something. And that's excruciating. I get it. This is where it's hard. This is where we wade into the deep end here. And it's a struggle to take time to rest, to find time to be still, to hear that as a challenge, to go, am I going to take God seriously enough to make changes in my life? I get it, it's hard. Here's the good news. God is gentle and he's patient. And when we fail, God goes, it's okay. There's another rest area coming up. It's okay, we can, we'll get off at that one. We'll take that one. Because he's gentle with us. I said there's another group of people that this, the Sabbath gives hope to. It's those of us that are feeling burned out who need a break, who need rest, who are just beat, and we don't know what to do. Matthew 11, Jesus has an answer. He says, if you need rest, Matthew eleven twenty eight, he says, come to me. All who are weary and all who are burdened, and I will give you rest. If today you are exhausted, if you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you are worn out, if you are at the end of yourself, if you don't know how you will keep going, Jesus simply says, come to me. Bring your tiredness to me and I will give you rest. Some of you are tired. You don't know how to keep going. You're exhausted. You're tired of being alone. You're tired of being unemployed. You're tired of every day being a struggle. You're tired of being sick, being ill. You're tired of carrying some shame that you're walking around with. You're just exhausted. Jesus says, come to me. Fall on me, and I will give you rest. Let me just end with this. My friends, we need rest. We're running 100 miles an hour in all kinds of different directions. God has designed for us this incredible thing 
called a Sabbath, called rest. And it's not a burden. Brothers and sisters, it's not a burden. It's a gift. So take the gift. Receive the gift. Open this gift from our good Father and find rest today. Pray with me. God, thank you for being good, for being a good father. Thank you for knowing in advance that we would run ourselves ragged, for creating space for us to rest, to connect with you, to be still. Thank you that you're God and we're not. We don't have to be. We don't have to hold everything together. We can rest and know that our life is in your hands. God, forgive us where we've made the Sabbath about us and about rules. It's about you. God, show us what it looks like to have time to create space and time in our schedules where we just worship you, where we enjoy you, where we go for a walk and just talk to you, where we spend time in your word, where we spend time with people talking about you. Help us to make that a priority. God, for my friends that are tired, that are exhausted, that are worn out, don't know what to do, don't know how to keep going. God, even right now in this moment, at the sound of my voice, give them rest. God, help us to fall at the feet of Jesus. God, give us the rest, the recharge that we need. God, fill our hope tanks, fill our spirits with goodness so that we can keep going. And God, help us to keep looking for that, that sign that says rest area ahead where we can find rest and we can find joy and life in you. God, we ask these things in the name of your resurrected son. Amen.